0: Michael Cordover, and welcome to the 13th episode of Pod Perspectives, looking at performance, optimization, and diet. I just want to say a big thanks to our sponsors, Floating Point Float Center, for helping to make this possible. My guest this week is Lucy Howlett, a personal trainer with 11 years' of experience. She's worked at two of London's premier health clubs, the Third Space and Equinox, and now runs her own business teaching yoga, personal training, baby massage, and clinical massage therapy. So Lucy specialises in pregnancy and postnatal exercise and wellness, and is hugely passionate about helping mums regain their fitness, both mental and physical fitness after having their baby. Lucy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you very much for coming on. It's uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting show, especially to say when we had a little discussion before, from my side perspective, uh, with my wife being pregnant at the moment as well. So I'm sure we'll probably take quite a lot of you. Good tips and uh, <laughs> advice as well. So yeah, definitely yeah. perfect timing. Yeah. So I guess that we should start really with looking at your personal trainer yoga massage and how you how you got into that really.
1: So I started as a personal trainer um, a decade ago and I was inspired to become a personal trainer probably really from my dance degree. But if I go back a little bit further, I've always been active. I've loved gymnastics and dance as a little girl and then decided to go to university to study dance. It was between dance and music, but music very much comes into kind of fitness and teaching, playlists and things, so yes. So it was great to do my dance degree, and then after my degree, I went for a few auditions, got the idea of whether I did or didn't want to pursue dance, and I didn't at that point, so I then went for an interview at the Third Space, I started there as a receptionist but was incredibly inspired to be in such a great gym to potentially go further and explore the active side of things because I'd be training on my break anyway. So I started teaching fitness classes there, was surrounded by great personal trainers and then left there to move back to Reading for a short while and got my personal training qualification. From that I just expanded on my skills, really. I was very keen to know more as, as soon as possible. It's funny, I was just like, oh, I wish I knew more, I wish I knew more, but I know that comes with experience sure. and years of, of being with different clients with different goals and different bodies and different injuries and stuff. So I then went into working with kettlebells, a little bit of boxing training, and then pr- uh, postnatal, postnatal exercise was trained in at the third space actually, uh, when I went back to work there as a personal trainer. And that was great to know how to handle a woman's body at that stage of life. And I already really liked it at that point. Obviously it applied more to me and I was more passionate about it when I became a mum. So after postnatal exercise training, I went into pregnancy exercise. Obviously I needed kind of the other side before the baby came. So then I had a really nice kind of niche that I catered for. And then I moved to Brighton and Decided to pursue that niche there. Delighted to become pregnant myself. Really, really enjoyed training lots throughout my pregnancy. Just being an active woman. And I could tell it was funny how, how I inspired people in my class. I remember a girl coming up to me saying, I had no idea you could do as much as you can whilst you're pregnant. Like, obviously, not everyone can, you know, you might get pelvic girdle pain. Yeah, so having a really enjoyable pregnancy and then learning how to look after myself after having Matilda was really brilliant and and then that led into baby massage as well because I covered someone on maternity leave and then that led to my love of baby massage so yeah and then clinical massage therapy as well because I've always had kind of hands-on time with my clients doing yoga um, assists um, and then with clients, personal training clients, I'll sometimes help them with alignment. So it made sense to be more knowledgeable in how I handle their body. And then if they wanted to to come to me for massage, if they had an injury, things like that. So yeah, that's another thing.
0: <laughs> you've done yeah, you've done quite a lot. Yeah. Um, in uh, I'd say a, for most people, it gets a relatively short space of time. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. But I mean, it's I mean, it's always interesting to see how see how these experiences have kind of helped shaped who you are I mean mm. what I found is being in the health sector working in that area from uh, working from education initially to then to now mm. I've definitely changed quite a lot in terms of how I how I perceive things, how I look at the mental health and the physical health aspects, and then seeing yes. it from the other side of it yes. and actually helping other people, you um, mm. I feel better prepared, I guess, yeah. so to manage and manage, you know, to help with clients and yes, and also keep progressing myself as well. But this is mm. this is one of the things I'd like or I'd like to know as well is in terms of the experiences you, you have had to date. Mm. How how has it helped shape who you are and then the kind of direction that you're going not going in now, mm. and what would you say has been your biggest challenge to date?
1: Biggest challenge would definitely be my birth experience and it totally shook my world, was traumatised by it and realised, I don't know, I suppose maybe pro- probably two years in I realised, oh, I'm actually suffering from post-traumatic stress and it's not surprising because. You go straight into parenthood, with or without a great support network around you. You know, you cope hmm. with what what you have. And not acknowledging that I needed to probably do either talking therapies or whatever it be to get through what, what it was that upset me so much. You know, I think what what was the case for me was that, and I totally accept it now, and actually I'm so glad that that's happened and it's shaped who I am and my huge passion. like. This sort of fire in my belly of passion, helping parents, not just the mums, but you know, parents in the postnatal stage and also pregnancy because it can be tough to to be in a body that does something so natural, like conceive and carry a baby, but it can be uncomfortable and upsetting, and the hormones and the, the funny cravings you have. And you know, like I didn't, I did enjoy pregnancy, but there were things that were new to me, like. It's hilarious to say, but like big boobs, I did not like, you know, I'm used to being small and diddy and the different changes can be more than people might realise to adjust to. But yeah, so my birth definitely was the most challenging thing to be in such a sort of troubled place whilst having a tiny baby to look after. And it's been amazing to heal and to kind of claw my way back to a better state of positive mental health. And it wasn't by all means dark ongoing. It was up and down. I was kind of my ebullient, kind of bubbly self, and then and then something else would kind of surface and I'd be like, Christ, that day in the hospital was awful. I mean it wasn't awful because they they helped, you know, I'd been in labour for five days, but what crushed me I think was the fact that I thought I was very positive about birth and I thought it could be natural at home and in the birth pool. And I felt like my body had failed me when I couldn't give birth naturally. And to hear myself saying I wanted a C-section was quite dramatic, but it was, I wanted to meet her after five days, you know? Yeah, and and in the end, the hospital were brilliant and I'm very grateful for their care. But it it wasn't just the birth, it was the fact that during the C-section, my bladder was cut. They went too deep and cut my bladder by error. So it then meant I had to have a catheter for a month which was really difficult and then because of that intrusion into my body I had a womb infection and then I had panic attacks because of all mm. of that affecting me in the aftershock I think so yeah it was tremendously tough and I think I'll be honest I think like my family and people around me I think my friends were great but my family just absolutely didn't know how to deal with someone who was quite traumatised like it's it's new you know they're not trained in, in trauma and stuff like that so If I could give any advice to someone who's had a difficult birth because I see women now in class who are, I don't know, they've got kids who are like 13 and they'll admit, yeah, my birth shook my world, I was traumatised, oh oh my god, and and they haven't dealt with it, which I find fascinating, so I feel very grateful that I've dealt, dealt with it as much as I can so far, you know, until he's only five. Yeah, so yeah, without doubt the birth, but I'm glad it happened how it did because I've learned so much.
0: Yeah, it's, it's something that I've always spoken about with, well, i spoken with Tina, and I know she's spoken to other mums and other friends and things, and it's talked about a bit, but I don't think it's kind of talked about enough. Yeah. It's not, not I wouldn't say it's 100% kind of a complete taboo, but it's, like you said, it's how, like, family around you, how they kind of react, because those early days are really, can be really difficult as well, I guess, if you're a new mum, and, mm. if, you know, and it's just can be kind of overwhelming and with everything else that's happened at the same time it's just mm. I think it's just you know having having a good strong support network around you is obviously one of the, the biggest things and having yeah. um and having access to, to uh, the, like talking therapies like you said would, yeah would definitely yeah it's definitely beneficial
1: yeah absolutely and you know and it's it's up to the individual person couple or family and how to deal with it but like I didn't want Tilly far from me at all for ages you know because I think because she'd probably had a tricky journey into the world. Like, I, I didn't want her to be far from me, and, and she was huge comfort to me, you know, and especially breastfeeding, bringing, bringing in the oxytocin and things like that. Um, but, and going out for a therapy was great, but to be separate from Tilly was tough. You know, I know I needed to see an osteopath about 10 days in because I had... I had well, because of the amount of time and labour, I had some kind of stuff going on with my jaw, bizarrely enough, but pelvic floor yep. correlates with the with the jaw. Um, and then I had a lady at some point come to me and do a closing the bones um, session, which was really lovely, like a massage for the mm. kind of pelvic area and the hips and things. And she just said, you go to bed, I'll let myself out. And that was really heavenly. So I think it's, yeah, it's just about kind of trying different things, I guess, really. Yeah. Just so compassionate to yourself and those... Around you, you know, dealing with it all. But I really don't want to make out that like birth is super tough. Like, of course, it's not not a walk in the park. But yeah. I don't want people to be scared of labour. Sure. That's why I'm always hesitant in talking about this. But I do think it helps to be clued up about what can happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I want to just ask if it helped mm. in terms of your from, like from the mental health aspect and the physical aspect because, mm. like I said, I'm sure a lot. Obviously, a lot of the experiences you had have sort of helped lead you to say to where you are now mm. you know what different things we were, were you doing i mean afterwards in terms of that kind of physical exercise and, and things like that
1: to help you become yeah, to having yeah, your yeah. Mm-hmm. so i was taking it very gently and after a c-section you've got this massive incision and i was like oh great let's go out for a walk and get some fresh air and stuff obviously great for mental health and great to walk too but <laughs> for like five hours and then when i was exhausted and then he's like well no wonder because it's an amazing it's a major surgery (laughs) i've had absolutely whacked afterwards just like probably just breastfeeding tilly on the couch or something i don't know gently yeah taking things gently but also knowing that you have to take it so slowly and that could be tough for people who are already fit and like used to being really active to take it slow but the recovery needed to be methodical and gentle whether you have a vaginal delivery or whether you have a c-section delivery both are really really important and I think people who have a c-section think well if they didn't have to push because I, I was in labour and then I had a c-section but if people have a planned c-section they sometimes think oh my pelvic floor is fine I've heard that said so many times but actually you've had the weight on the baby if you can weight at the baby on your pelvic floor if you can pitch the pelvic floor like um, a hammock you know, you've had the weight of the baby there and you've been walking, maybe potentially jogging, so you want to make sure that you're strengthening that after yep. having uh-huh. your baby. So pelvic floor exercises are great for anyone, whatever type of birth they've had. But with C-section scar recovery, what I love to tell people about, because no one that I've asked in my classes knows, that you are it is ideal to massage your scar when it's healed. Mm-hmm. So admittedly, sometimes people will have trouble with it healing, but when it is healed. And believe me, it was upsetting to touch that. You know, I didn't want a C-section. I cried when I saw my scar and it was hard to touch it. But to also bond with your scar, and I've said that to people with other types of scars, you know, have you touched it, have you massaged it? Because it's you coming to terms with that sort of incision in your body, on your body. So to massage your C-section scar is really important because it can help to break down the scar tissue and the fascia. Someone described it really, really well on an Instagram post, I think it was, about imagine if you have a shirt that's tucked in too tight you can imagine the the scar tissue and the fascia being caught down there if you don't free it up then it can affect your posture and your movement so that's a really key one I encourage mums to do because it will also feel less kind of dense and knotty because it is a little bit of a mound for a fair while afterwards before that scar tissue flattens out so that's a key one Mm -hmm. and then pelvic floor exercises you know working on kind of your control whether you whether you kind of we yourself slightly when you laugh, cough or sneeze that kind of thing but also let's be honest you know it, bowel movements can be a problem if people are cut down there they need to be in control strong as well as being able to relax so this is something which is not to taboo in any way in, in my mm-hmm. field of work and I like to encourage mums to, to talk about it you need to you want to be able to feel like you're continent and confident as you walk about especially as you if you have a baby that grows fast and you're carrying them in the sling, people aren't aware of that is actually give, putting pressure on your core. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean gentle, very very focused work on the pelvic floor, the core, the core which will help to strengthen your whole center being like a corset which will feed into the rest of your training really. People might go, right, I wanna go running, get those major muscle groups, yeah, your legs working, but you really need the basis of your core strength to help, again, with continence. And to feel secure there, um, as well as as well as the major muscle groups in time. Okay,
0: so I mean, are there any forms of exercise that you wouldn't necessarily recommend for post-pregnancy? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Actually, before I say that, I think as well as strengthening certain areas it's so great to stretch out obviously i'm a yoga teacher as well and you can be pulled into hunching slightly in parenthood you know you're changing nappies you're pushing a buggy all these things are forwards and people aren't always aware of pulling their shoulders back especially if you're wearing a sling Mm -hmm. people often see the, the sling straps pulling their shoulders forward so stretching out the chest that kind of thing stretching out your arms after cradling your baby for hours trying to get them to sleep at whatever time of night you (laughs) take a note um um, but sorry back back to your your question yes to avoid i would say definitely don't run for at least five months after having a baby and i know that can be challenging for keen runners but genuinely like the pelvic floor needs to be in good shape and also another thing about boobs I read when you when you run <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah just going through it all the detail needed um, when you run uh, as a as a lady with a uh, larger chest the breast tissue moving up and down can cause mm-hmm. micro tears in the muscle and I was like right well I don't want to say boobs so yeah you can strap them down but also <laughs> making sure that it's it's not yeah. causing further damage to your body. So if you can, I'd say, try and rein the ego in, you can run eventually, but do things that are low impact, that aren't yeah. going to stress things.
0: Well, I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, if your your body's in recovery mode... Yeah. And it's, I guess, at that time, it, it has it's designed for a specific job. Yes. In terms of um, feeding the baby and just... So I guess mm. that what you're saying in terms of the running and the exercise stuff, is just mm. just to take it kind of easy and then yeah. just... Build up, yes, so, gradually. gradually,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think it's the impact that you need to watch out for <laughs> not just because of pelvic floor and, and your chest, but uh, the joints as well. Because you've got relaxing in your system mm. after having the baby, you are more flexible, and the impact on the joints isn't great, or sometimes isn't great. One of the ladies in my baby massage class, I remember saying she went for a run after soon after having her baby, and she felt really jelly legged and kind of unstable and that's no surprise because the core is kind of knackered and needs to be rebuilt so she just said she felt totally sort of yeah un- unbalanced imbalanced is what she said I think which was really fascinating to hear I love taking note of what people say but being mindful of that on the joints and, and on that note if you go back to yoga being very careful not to overstretch yeah. because when you have relaxing in your system and you overstretch you cannot undo that so I probably, teaching yoga, I don't remember particularly overstretching, but due to my kind of lunges, or I don't know, groin stretches or whatever, I got pelvic girdle pain when Tilly was two. Mm. I stopped breastfeeding when she was one, so therefore relaxing shouldn't be really in my system, but maybe it was to a small degree. Yeah. And I got shooting pain in my pubis, which was really fascinating to have two years in. That's something you can get in pregnancy, and then soon after having a baby, I didn't expect it then, but, Makes it makes you realise how hey, you need to be careful for a good while after.
0: I want to start talking a little bit about your look at your kind of business aspects and just touch upon that because obviously we know you do the your yoga aspects and you mm. do your PT aspects. Yeah, I guess do you have any specific well, not, you know uh, I guess kind of mission sort of statement or thing that you kind of go okay well this is what I want the business to be.
1: I think I'm kind of considering rebranding, but not entirely. You know my The basis of my work is still very much in sort of natural movement, I'd say. I love the combination of fitness work and yoga that I do when I work with clients. And actually my dance work will will come into it, you know. There'll be some moves which I kind of semi-invent because they work for someone to free up an area or to strengthen an area. The basis, the sort of principles of my training and methodology is really to to look at overall well-being with someone. Because when I when I see a client for the first time in their consultation, I will ask them about their stress levels or I'll ask them about their sleep and their nutrition because this all comes into the package of wellness, you know? And, and actually, if someone admits, like, they're really upset about their birth, then it makes sense to work through that. I would recommend therapies as well as an amazing book that helped me called How to Heal a Bad Birth so that your body isn't sort of holding too much stress really but with regards to movement i love using body weight movement because that's fun and you don't need kit for it but i do love using kettlebells as well they're amazing for being sort of like a gym in one little tool one little but it it gets very heavy you can obviously get heavy (laughs) heavy heavy weights so i'm not sure if i've answered your question there but i think my my core principles are to try and reduce stress physical and mental stress as much as possible. Of course, I want people to challenge themselves and step out of their comfort zone and realise their true potential, but it's about reducing anxiety massively because that's something I've struggled with since having Matilda. And I think in today's world where everything is go, go, go and people are so, so stressed, I'm super passionate about people finding a form of exercise that works for them. Yes, it might push them, but it doesn't cause them to freak out, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: So at the moment that you're... um where you where are you based? Just, uh, based yeah, where we based in terms of the class, like your classes, and uh, yeah, Cambridgeshire and like,
1: Reading. Yeah, I'd like to be taking up some work in London eventually, but at the moment I'm yeah, Cambridgeshire based. My main yoga class is at Dunstan Village Hall, a really lovely venue out in the country, just a uh, stone's throw from Cambridgeshire.
0: Excellent, good, good, good. And uh, I obviously I understand the. I mean, obviously you focus on. The parent side of things, making mm. making sure they're all taken care of. But obviously we have the the small, we small little ones as well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so what do you offer in terms of the, the benefits? The benefits Babied. them. Well, not just them, but them and I guess the kind of bonding aspect between mm. between parents. I think, which is which I imagine would be really good in what with what you do. Yeah.
1: So I teach baby massage, which I just as I think I mentioned earlier, a sort of Chanced upon. I was covering a friend who was on maternity leave with twins, and was really happy to do the short course and step in and cover. And it was a, it was with a, co- a course with a lady I'd, I'd worked with before, and that just took over into oh my god, this is so lovely. And I did it. I did baby massage with her when Tilly was little, and I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed baby massage because it's funny for some reason I thought it was something to help her poo or help yeah. to wind her. that kind of thing and we didn't have trouble bonding so I didn't feel like I super needed it but now I teach it and as soon as I started teaching it I was like it's so precious because to have that hands-on time with your baby is just so wonderful and bonding and it gets the oxytocin going which is really really valuable for a guy or the partner or it doesn't even have to be the partner like when I taught baby massage I used to have the baby's granny come with her. And it was such a lovely story teaching them because the granny had cancer and she brought little Olive and, and they didn't know what, what her life expectancy was then. So they were using that time as precious time, granny and granddaughter. And then she ended up kind of being fine and, and she worked through all her treatment, her hair grew back and everything. But it was just amazing to witness that journey of granny bringing the little baby. So it doesn't have to be just mum or dad, it might be nanny. Uh, but that time to to stretch well not to stretch out but to sort of mobilize the joints a bit because yeah. actually the things you discover when you have that hands-on time with your baby it, it could be things like well they've got one hip joint stiffer than the other mm. or they're a bit resistant to opening out their arms Good. and that might be because birth was really tough and they're a bit like shocked still I'm I'm just guessing mm. but you know sometimes when you have when a baby is born, the parents will take them the, the, the kid for craniosacral therapy. And I did because Tilly was in, obviously we were in labor for so long. But to have that time to touch your baby. And actually, we as humans do need touch. Some adults are more comfortable with it than others. But babies, it's literally like nutrition for them. I've got a lovely book and it says how nourishing it is for them. And you can imagine, you know, before they can talk, touch is, is, is a great form of communication so yeah baby massage and the fact that you can cover their whole body with the strokes you know there's one called Mm. shampooing the scalp which is like a head massage and then the feet and watching their lovely agile feet as well as as well as all over it's precious and as well as the ones that help with constipation and wind and the things yeah
0: yeah i'm sure uh i'm sure tina will be signing up
1: that's yeah, great. So I'd love to, love to, so it'll be, her, Yeah, you. it'll be good as
0: well both of us actually. But yeah, of yeah, course, Annie both of you. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something that's uh, I think it's really obviously apart from you say for the the physical as the physical aspect is also mm. like you say like the uh, the mental aspect and having those um, strong bonds are really really important.
1: And if also, just, sorry, just to butt in to to remind you, yeah. uh, no to. Re- to bring up again, uh, when I did my baby massage training, I remember the, them saying there's research about it helping premature babies. Mm. Um, and that's lovely to know, you know, it, it literally, as I say, nourishes them, but also it helps, I didn't mention, but it helps with posture. If a child is aware about their body from such mm. a tiny age, it helps them go about their life more aware of their body and be using that from a tiny age is amazing. And it's actually really old as well. Like people don't realize that it goes back quite a way. Like, it's, to the 60s it's not just a trendy kind of 90s onwards thing it, it, it does yeah, yeah. have history to it and it was founded by uh, a lady I can't remember her name right now but yeah it's great
0: good awesome thank you very much for that information I'm just going to move on to our little final section which mm. is more about you really and mm. optimization uh, so as part of what we talk about on the show as well what I'd like to know is what your three What top three recommendations would be for someone who wants optimal health and physical health uh, and what three things do you think that people or have you you cut out of your kind of everyday life or or diet already?
1: Mm, Really interesting question. (laughs) Okay, so one would definitely be to move your body in whatever way nourishes you. So for me, a massive one would be dance, but of course I love running, I love yoga and all sorts, but finding ways to just shift your body in, in even the simplest way, you know, to have a little wiggle with your child to, to, a, to a cheesy tune. It's going to help endorphins come, come into your system to, to, to lift your mood if you need it, or just to allow your body to do what it's designed to do, because even if you're injured, it makes sense to be moving, to be not letting the muscles forget their job. You know, so to be moving or mobilising and, and I'm working with a postnatal client right now and we're not at the stage to do a great deal of work because she only had the baby a short while ago. But I know that there's lots of lovely mobility stuff we can do and she feels great for it. And the, the kind of groans of intense stretch in a good way that she felt the other day was great. And you know, post birth, after labour pains, you want to be stretching out, so it makes sense. So yeah, to move the body. Maybe maybe dance. Because I think all people can dance. Yeah, another one would be to to be true to yourself. To be true to yourself. Because I think when you stifle your beliefs or your dreams or your true opinions, it can just come back to bite you. And I'm really learning that at the moment. But And, and interestingly, when I left Brighton, which was really hard to do because I loved Brighton and I wasn't sure I wanted to leave at all, but... One of my last classes there at the Float Spa, and obviously Camille yep. introduced me to you. She, uh, one of my last classes there. I thought, what do I want to share with these people before I leave, before I get emotional and wish farewell uh, to them? It was, it was truth. I wanted to talk about truth because it's a really, it's one I'm really passionate about. You know, and I want Matilda to be true to herself, to be herself, and that can be challenging around strong characters uh, and things. But yeah, to try not to have others influence or, or tell you who you are and what you should do. Like it takes time to realize that, you know. I'm 36 and I'm realizing it more now. And and the third one I would say I think to 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 minimize drifting and to be definitive of your purpose really can really help. And I found that to be the case recently to have my goals, to have post it's up saying what I'm what I like, you know, not so much what I'd like as in material things, but it's about, say, today I, will, I won't let anxiety get the better of me, really, that kind of thing. As well as, yeah, trying to, trying to be bold and, and clear in, in what you're striving for, and remember why you're striving for it. To, just trying to think if there's anything to, you're saying, to rid myself of. No, I, what well, I say, drifting, yeah try to be clear in in what you're after. And I think what I've done recently to step out of my comfort zone is to, and I think this is related, to, is that I've started doing cold water therapy kind of bursts, like a minute in in my paddling pool in the morning. And there's days when I don't want to do it, but I do it because I know that actually I feel quite elated afterwards and I know it's something I've grown from and it's just... I'm not sure if that's quite on topic, but it's it's interesting for me to add something like that, which was sheerly out of my comfort zone. Oh my god, don't want to do it, don't want to do it. But actually, i look forward to it now.
0: Yeah, the cold water exposure. Try and practice the cold showers. Kind of when well, Dude. most most days, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've we've run out different workshops here. The yes. Ice bath stuff and yeah, we're happy as well. So, but it yeah, is all that stuff is great. Yeah. You do tend to find the people. F- who've never done that sort of thing once they've gone through a process and they kind of they've learned how to do a specific like breathing technique Mm. then yeah they can they'll they'll go and do it quite quite fairly easy they'll be two or three minutes and something like this about two degrees yeah you know no problem you know once you build up to it it's it's so many great like health benefits as well so
1: yeah for sure and it's funny this the 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 phases you go through of thinking shall i do it I not? And then you just think, right, mind out the window, just go and do it, and actually, you're glad. You feel like you've sort of conquered a little fear or whatever it is, that's certainly the case for me. Have you done cold baths as well as a shower?
0: Just the shower so far. Okay, because yeah. yeah. I find showers harder. Do you? Yeah. I think it's just because there's more moving water. Maybe. And you've got the, as opposed to like, you're in the bath or, or the paddling pool, I guess, once you're in. You're yeah. Go,
1: you know? yeah, 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 right, yeah. I mean.
0: Awesome. Just going off topic there. But it's all good. It's all good. We're all learning more new things, which, yes. is, which is really important. It's yes. good. Yes, yes. Okay, so if our listeners do want to find out a bit more information about what you do in a bit more detail, mm-hmm. uh, where can they go?
1: Social media is a good place to find me, as well as my website. So my website is obviously www.liftpersonal-training.co.uk. I'm on Instagram, as pt I'm on Facebook as Lift Yoga and Personal Training, Lucy Howlett. Alternatively, yeah, I'm active on there, sharing things about me and my clients and my methodologies. Awesome,
0: good stuff. Well, um, Lucy, thanks very much for being on the show. I uh, really appreciate you appreciate you being open and uh, honest about your journey and you know what parents can do to look after themselves mm, post you. pregnancy. Um, dive a little me. bit more, see what we do. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. Thank you very much for, for being thank you. On.
1: Thanks, Michael.
0: So good, thank you. We have some great guests coming up on our future podcasts. Follow the show on SoundCloud or iTunes as Pod Perspectives. We're also on Facebook where we will put all the links we've mentioned in the show. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care and stay healthy.